Hey, Katie. Hey, Ben. What's that face you're making? This is my eigen face. You're listening to Linear Digressions. Your eigen face, my... Katie? <laughs> no, that's not that's not really a face that I can make, but it is a thing that exists. That eigen is... make? hey <laughs> um, So this is what we'll be talking about today. This is one of the like true classics of machine learning. It's uh, facial identification. Oh, Ooh, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we, I think we've all seen this. Actually, you you sign on to Facebook and you upload a bunch of pictures, and then it says like, "Oh, this looks like your friend Katie Malone. Should we auto tag this for you, or whatever?" Creepy. A little bit, but uh, you social, know, also kind of cool. Social implications aside, how I've always wondered how that works. I have no idea. Well, you will you will know in a few minutes. So um, I don't know how I identify you. Like, I don't know what's going on inside my brain to identify, oh. which is probably a much more complicated and confusing process. We need to have an episode on neural nets, it sounds like. Ooh, really? Mm-hmm. Do you have this answer for I me? I do, yeah. All right. It's called a neural net. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm um, and it is crazy one. cool. Okay, so, so eigenfaces. Um, so the idea is, uh, imagine I take a picture of you, okay. and it has a bunch of pixels across and a bunch of pixels down. It's a big grid. It is, and, and each one of these pixels is a, an individual feature. And so I'm going to look for sort of patterns in the pixels that says, oh, this pattern looks like Ben. And so one of the things that makes facial identification a little bit tricky is that pictures are extremely high uh, dimensionality of the features. So a one megapixel picture obviously has a million features in it. And this is, even for the most robust machine learning algorithms, this is just more than they can really handle. It's madness. Yeah, yeah they, they overfit. It's computationally very, very expensive. You don't usually get a very good result. Um, there's all kinds of problems. There's sort of aggregate patterns that happen in your face. And um, you know the things that maybe stand out when you're looking at, at a, at a picture. Well, we'll talk about this in the next episode. We'll talk about some of the things that can go wrong with just trusting sort of what a camera spits out at you. Okay. But yeah, there's there's overall sort of patterns that arise. And so saying something like, well, this looks like a picture of a person who has two eyes isn't going to be particularly helpful when you're trying to identify it. It might be something like the space between the eyes or, you know, sort of the, the relative shapes. These things that are a little bit more subtle. So it seems like you want to simplify the number of features from a million down to just the ones that matter. That's right. But it's it's a trade-off between getting rid of information that doesn't matter and keeping the information that does. And so there's a transformation that we use a lot in machine learning um, called principal components analysis. This is something that we teach in the Intro to Machine Learning course, but you can find it all over the place. And that's exactly what principal components analysis is set up to do, is it finds uh, the few sort of directions in the data that have what we call the most uh, variation. This isn't exactly how it works, but it's kind of an analogy. If I'm trying to identify people by um, their faces, and half of the people have beards, and the other half of the people don't, this is a feature of the faces that actually has a lot of variation, right? Um, whether you have, as opposed to like whether you have two eyes, right? Everybody has two eyes, but not everybody has a beard. Okay. So looking for the presence of a beard is actually a pretty focused way of starting to identify, oh, this is Ben got some facial hair. This is Katie. She doesn't have facial hair. And on the basis of that feature alone, I would be very good at, 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 at identifying between a set of two people, Ben and Katie. Exactly. Of course, in this hypothetical world, I never shave. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So the, so this is not exactly what PCA does, um, but it's kind of similar. The idea is that it picks out the features in the data, sort of makes um, aggregated features. It combines uh, features together in a sort of correlated way. 
um, that maximizes the variation. Um, and so this hopefully uh, catches most of the big patterns in the data, but allows you to discard the stuff that's just noise. This is the goal. Then you can take your um, the principal components of your data. Now you've gone from a million dimensions, maybe down to 100 or 1,000. And you stick those into a regular machine learning algorithm, which can now handle them much more easily. Oh, really? So it's, it's, it can be that simple. Yeah, so there's a really lovely example um, that they wrote for Scikit-Learn, which is my favorite machine learning uh, library, where they took a bunch of pictures of world leaders. They did the principal components analysis to them, and they reduced the dimensionality of the data by a factor of about 10. And then they stick all of them into a support vector machine, which is just sort of one of your classic supervised classification algorithms. And it works really well, actually. One of the things that I really love about this example too is that it shows you the eigenfaces. So okay, so but what what do you mean it shows you the eigenface? Yeah, I'm being a little bit imprecise with my terminology here. When you do PCA, uh, mathematically what you're doing is you're taking a big matrix, which is sort of all the features of all the examples, and you're finding uh, what are called the eigenvectors of this matrix. And this is just a term in linear algebra. It refers to certain types of vectors that you can find. Um, and so, oh, so a way of simplifying. Yeah, so the eigenvectors are the new composite features, basically, that you've made for yourself. Um, they're the new, if you reconstruct them in the right way, they're the new faces that have the sort of maximal variance uh, to them. And so you can, then so, you can look at them. So you can take all of these eigenvectors and you can go the other way and you can create a face from that or a picture from that? Yeah, yeah. So it'll make sort of a linear superposition of a bunch of different eigenfaces on top of each other. And it'll say like, yeah, this looks like George W. Bush. If I Google for eigenfaces, you can actually find examples of these. They look kind of ghostly. Oh, wow. I'm looking at one right now. Yeah, it, it kind of looks like, it, it's almost like a blurry ghost version of a human. Yeah, you can but, tell that there was a face there, but. Yeah, and it's not even just, a single human, I, like I, I can kind of see what you mean. It's it's not a single person. It's a, it's almost like a lot of faces overlaid, and almost a little bit blurry and a little bit ghosty. And I don't know. I mean, so you can do a Google image search of all this, right, and find eigenfaces. Yeah. Oh, that's actually how you just did it. Yeah, yeah. So when you look at the eigenfaces, it becomes clear that my analogy from earlier sort of breaks down. Um, so there isn't like the first eigenface is just a picture of a beard and the second eigenface is just a picture of whether you have long hair or not. And this is how you start splitting people. Mm -hmm. It's more, yeah, kind of a superposition of a bunch of faces. And so to us as humans, we sometimes look at these and, you know, if you've never looked at these before, you might not have a lot of intuition for like sort of what you're supposed to see when you look at this. But if you're a computer, you look at this and you say like, oh, sweet. So if you look a little bit like this first guy, you know, 50% the first eigenface and 40% the second eigenface and 10% the third eigenface, then you're probably George W. Bush with a very high confidence or something like that. I see. Yep. So it's almost like creating these images, mathematical images of these different features. And when you have a high number of them, then it can say with more confidence that you are likely, uh, that the image is likely a picture of whoever. Yeah, because again, I mean, a computer doesn't know what a person's face is, usually. Not really. Um, <laughs> usually. <laughs> In the movies, they always do. Right. Um, but, uh, but it does understand how to, you know, deal with these big grids of, of pixels. And so then this is something that 
then you put it into a machine learning algorithm and it says like, okay, yeah, I can, I can, that helps me figure out actually who I'm looking at a picture of right now. What strikes me as really interesting is when you look at pictures of eigenfaces, what you're really looking at is a reconstruction of the thing that the computer is working with. So you're not looking at the thing that the computer is working with. All the computer sees when it looks at an image or uh, and some eigenvectors, it's just a bunch of numbers, right? That's right, yeah. But to us, those numbers don't make any sense. So in a way, we're taking these images, turning them into math and numbers, and then turning them back into images so we can kind of understand them. Yeah. Visualizing yeah. them. And then it makes sense why they don't, you know, make a whole lot of sense to us as humans because we're designed, you know, our brains are hardwired to really be good at looking at faces. And these these aren't faces, like you said, these are mathematical representations of like what is the direction of maximal variance in the data, which is a completely different thing. And visualizations of that. Yes. So uh, oh, yeah, yeah, they're super cool to look at. And again, kind of spooky. But yeah, it's one of the, the true problems in machine learning that um, I think kind of maybe everyone was a little bit surprised the first time how well it worked. But this is it, it works really, really well to do this sort of you do this projection of the eigenfaces and then you stick it into into your regular machine learning algorithm and stuff works. Linear Digressions is a podcast about data science and machine learning produced and recorded in the studios of Udacity, a company dedicated to education. We've got some awesome courses made by people like Katie and me in data science and other tech fields. We should also remind you that all views expressed during this program were those of the speakers and not of Udacity. This is a Creative Commons endeavor, which means you can share it any way you like. Just tell them we said hi. To find out more about this or any other episode of Linear Digressions, go to LinearDigressions.com. And if you don't mind, leave us a review on iTunes so other people get to listen to this content too. Thank you for being here. And we'll see you next time.